Greetings. I am the Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, co-pastor of the Emerging Hope Ministries in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I have a thought for you. It is entitled, Keeping Our Spiritual Vision Clear. While good physical eyesight is a blessing, good spiritual eyesight is incomparable in value. When I was in second grade, my teachers suggested that my parents have my vision checked because I was having difficulty reading what she wrote on the board. A visit to the optometrist, and as I read the small letters on the chart, proved her right. I had severe progressive myopia. However, there was a remedy. Within a couple of weeks, I was fitted with brown, pretty, framed glasses. What a difference the glasses made. As we drove away from the optical shop with my new glasses, I remember my mom tearing up as I told her of my amazing discovery. I could see the leaves on the trees. I was so accustomed to blurred vision that I was unaware other people had been able to see the leaves all alone. Good physical eyesight is a blessing. However, as amazing and beneficial as our eyesight is, sometimes there can be significant limitations. Sometimes we could only see physical realities, such as the chalkboard, leaves on the trees, and our mother's face. Spiritual vision is far more valuable because it enables us to see eternal realities, things that are not visible through our physical eyes. The psalmist was aware of the incomparable value of spiritual eyesight. In Psalms 119 and 18, he prayed, Open thy my eyes, that I might behold the wondrous things of thy law. Contemporary songwriter Paul Bloch captured the same thought in his song, Open the eyes of my heart. Its words say, Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Why is spiritual eyesight so valuable? While many reasons come to mind, here are a few that stand out to me. Spiritual eyesight denotes a depth in our lives. Until a person has repented of sin and become a Christian, he or she is spiritually dead and cannot discern the things of God. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3-4, Paul asserts, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. When God redeemed us, he opened our spiritual eyes to see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. The apostle knew what he was talking about when he wrote the words. He had been completely blind to the truth until God broke through the darkness. After Paul encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, his eyes, both physically and spiritually, were open to see Jesus Christ. 
in Acts 9, verses 1 through 19. Spiritual eyesight gives a new perspective of present circumstances. In 2 Kings chapter 6, we read that Elijah's servant was afraid when he saw a great army surrounding the city. Elijah had a different view. Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of what? Of horses and chariots of fire around about Elijah. Second Kings 6 and 17. Elijah did not pray that God would change the situation itself, but that his servant could see the spiritual aspect of it. When the servant's spiritual eyes were opened, he saw that there were really more with him and Elijah than the vast company assembled against them. In the same way, spiritual eyesight will, be, will enable us to see our challenges from a completely different point of view because we will grasp what God is, is always with us as a refuge and a strength and very present help in our time of trouble. Spiritual eyesight offers hope for the future. Paul prayed for the saints of, Ephes of Ephesus. He's requesting that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened and that they might know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints in Ephesians 1 and 18. It is our spiritual eyes that we discern the glorious future ahead of us, the rapture of the church, the marriage super, supper of the lamb, and the privilege of living with Christ for all eternity. In the physical realm, external conditions can limit our ability to see. For example, darkness can obscure vis visibility. When I was growing up, camping in outdoor recreational areas was an economical way for a family of eight to vacation. I enjoyed the outdoor experience. I enjoyed sleeping in a tent. It was so fun walking around the paths on the campground, exploring new things around me, looking at the stars at nighttime, reading stories, all of the vivid memories of camping was just amazing. There were times that I was scared because I would hear the wind rumbling and fumbling through the branches at night in the dark. I was so afraid that when I walked to the odd house that I might lose my way or be mangled by a snake or a skunk or a bear. None of these things were going to happen. It was only the fear of not being able to see that caused me to feel this way. We live in a spiritually dark world and the darkness around us seems to be getting more and more pervasive. Thankfully, we are assured that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a path unto my way in the spiritual realm as well. External conditions can hinder our ability to see. We live in a spiritually dark world and the darkness around us seems to be getting more and more pervasive. 
Thankfully, we are assured that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my paths. Psalms 119, verse 105. How necessary the word of God is if we want to avoid stumbling, losing our way, or confronting obstacles on our pathway through life. Darkness is not the external condition that might hamper our ability to see. There are so many other conditions that hamper our external abilities. A number of years ago, my husband and I were visiting a friend's house one winter evening when an ice storm hit. Only semi-aware of the ping and the pong of the freezing rain hit in the window. We lingered in the warmth of their living room for several hours. Finally, we said our goodbyes and we went out to our car and we found that a thick film of ice covered our windshield, not wanting to disturb our host by going back inside and having no ice scraper with us, we decided to cautiously drive the few blocks to our house. That drive was memorable, peering through a slippery, slippery crust of ice all over the road, blurred vision, headlights murky. Why did we decide to take such a stressful drive when our visibility was so limited. My husband took a chance that night by driving with limited ability to see where we were going. I wonder, do we ever take chances spiritually because our vision is obscured? Do we move ahead with life and push on even when we know there's some uncomfortable things going on right in front of us? But I'm hoping that we will somehow make it through this situation safely or even worse are we unaware of how obscured our vision has become and go blatantly on obviously to the spiritual danger temporal things are part of our daily life and will pass away if we want to keep our spiritual vision clear we must guard against letting these things absorb us what are some of the external situations that might obscure our spiritual vision? In the parable of the sower and the seed, Jesus warned his hearers not to become entangled in the cares of this life. Calendars, clocks, to-do lists shapes our days, but the temporal things that are a part of daily life will pass away. If we want to keep our spiritual vision clear, we must guard against letting these things absorb us. Challenges and adversity can obscure our spiritual focus. All of us will face circumstances in life that cause pain. However, Paul told the believers at Corinth that our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and weight of glory he warned look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal 2nd Corinthians 
chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. And we are to focus on the weight of glory. It is an eternal reality. Often the problem isn't so much our affliction, but the fact that we have allowed something to distract our focus from our eternal outcome. While external conditions may hamper our vision, internal issues can actually impair our ability to see. Now here are some examples. Doubt. This spiritually malady strikes at a very core of every Christian experience because it is by faith that we could come to God and maintain our walk with him. The word of God teaches us that without faith it is impossible to please God. So of course this is a point where Satan will try to attack discouragement. Satan does all in his power to rob the child of God of his rest and peace in Christ. There is a natural ebb and a flow in the emotional aspect of our Christian walk. Some days we feel like we are on the mountaintop, while on other days God seems distant and the clouds roll to obscure him from our vision. Satan may tell us that those times that God is not there and that he's displeased with us, that we've done something wrong, or maybe even that we're not saved anymore. We must not listen to him. Feelings come and go. But if our heart's desire and our purpose is to serve God, we can be assured that he will keep us no matter what our emotions may tell us in that moment. Self, the many aspects of self can damage our focus on things eternal, self-pity, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, and other manifestations of the same root. The enemy of our souls wants us to focus on our personal desires and preferences. But Christ admonishes, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 16 and 24. Are we really interested in having a clear vision of Jesus? If so, we need to guard against self and the issues of life. Other potential impairments, fear, unwillingness to forgive, unbelief, bitterness, or unresolved conflict with a brother or sister in the Lord could impair our spiritual vision. The enemy of our souls will do his best to put things before us that will blur our vision and distort our focus. God warns that clinging to such feelings will cause damage or even potentially destroy our relationship with Christ. Can we afford to let them remain in our lives under the circumstances such as these? Clearly the answer is no. We must protect our spiritual vision. Likely most of us are resigned to the fact that we are having physical eyesight problems. Physical eyesight deteriorates with age. Even so, eye specialists say that there is much more that we can do to keep our eyes healthy when our spiritual eyesight starts to decline because of age. 
simple preventative measures can help protect our eyes from damage and it can starve off vision problems until much later in life. Actions such as having regular eye exams, watching for warning signs of changing vision, protecting our eyes from injury, and eating a nutritionally balanced diet. As we mature spiritually, we can continue to draw close to God. We will find ourselves more and more able to perceive external realities. While physical eyesight might decline over time, we do not need to assume that spiritual eyesight will diminish as we age. In fact, the reverse can be true. As we mature spiritually and continue to draw close to God, we find ourselves more and more able to perceive external realities. When we understand the value of our spiritual vision, we will want to do all that we can to protect it. Here are some steps that we can take. Avoid little things that could cloud your spiritual eyesight. Generally, this happens little by little. Social media, what we view online, worldly music, or secular news, magazines, and books can be sensitized us. If we are on guard, then we will not be absorbed by some of the world's perspectives without realizing it. We can and we must cultivate an awareness of how culture influences us and we must guard against its obvious absorption. Ask God to search our hearts. David prayed, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Psalms 139 and 32. This is a good prayer to pray when we are intent upon preserving our spiritual vision. When God brings a problem to our attention, we should acknowledge it and ask for his help. He will be there to instruct, encourage, and offer strength when we come to him. Spend time reading God's word. Once our spiritual eyes have been opened through salvation, we can and we must strengthen our spiritual vision through a deeper understanding of, trust in, and obedience of the core truths in the Bible. This is a lifelong process. We never get to the point where we no longer need to have regular nourishments from God's word any more than we ever outgrow our need for physical substance. Keep praying up. We should daily pray and ask God to guard our spiritual eyesight, to help us learn from correction, to endure hardness, to resist the devil, and to keep our focus on the things that are honest, just, pure, lovely and of good report in Philippians 4 and 8. The positive results of taking care of spiritual eyesight are beyond imagination. Think of what it will mean to step into reality one day. Think of what it means one day when you are living 
forever in heaven. Think of what it means to see our Savior and to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. What does it take to keep our spiritual eyesight keen? We must make every sacrifice and be determined in every way to maintain our focus on Christ's supremacy and forever know that it is worthwhile to practice spiritual discipline so that we can keep our spiritual vision clear. Good day and be blessed. Mm -hmm.